Welcome to Cold Email with Bashan Dalim. Episode 7, What Does an Art Director Do Anyway? Welcome to Episode 7, What Does an Art Director Do Anyways? So, um... Yeah, for real. As a lot of us may uh, be questioning, I know I've asked myself this question <laughs> many a times, I'm like, what do they do? What what happens in the magical world of art directing? And I will say we've both worked with art directors. Yes, yeah. Right? It's not like we're like like what's an art direct like we we kinda know what they are. Yeah. It's like I've worked with art directors before. Like I I don't <laughs> Well, okay. What what's like a what would you define an art director as if you had to? They are kind of like, they manage the project and they direct where the art goes. So they find the artist to do the art for the project, um, depending on what the client wants or if the art director is the client. Um, And then they kind of tell you what they like, you know, they guide it, um, whether they have minimal or maximal um, guidance or preferences or edits. Um, Yeah. They're like guides. They're like. Yeah, they're liaisons between the the like normal client people, like the money people, yeah, and you, like the artists. So they're like the in between kind of. It's almost like a rep. And a lot of times they're artists themselves. Yeah, yeah. like like Vinny, who we'll talk to later. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but like no one ever says like, oh, this is what an art director is. No. They just, like, say art director, and it's like, well... Like, and it's you, you're just supposed to know. Yeah. Do you remember in school, there were three, like, tracks of the communications design major? Yes. Like, we both have BFAs in communications design from Pratt, and you could either, like, have a focus in illustration, which Olive did, graphic design, which I did, or something they called advertising slash art direction yeah which was like very weird they don't have it anymore they've completely restructured the program since um but it's just like those are very different things yeah and how do you teach art direction i feel like it's something you learn by designing and illustrating and working with yeah it's kind of like a people skills job versus like an art job but it's good that you have an art background yes yeah because having an art background is like i feel like you should if you're an art director you know oh yeah um i feel like a few episodes ago you were talking about a weird experience you had i think it was our like industry event episode and you were at a portfolio review for students a couple years ago and you got a weird review from someone who you like maybe later found out or just like knew was not an artist and had not majored in art or anything related but you know I guess you don't have to be an artist to be an art director actually it probably helps a lot but yeah I I don't know I feel like it helps to be an artist because you know things about art and you probably know how to talk to like the artist about technical terms Um, but this person this art director I believe was the definition of boy skateboards backwards into vice and they gave him an art directing job. It seemed, it seemed that way. Arf, arf. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Remind me to ask Vinny, 
how like how do people get to be art directors yeah do you apply for that yeah what do people ask you like we'll ask Vinny. yes yes i would like to know so yeah i i feel like it's kind of like the result of like big quotes the studio hierarchy structure that like art directors are what they are yeah like that a lot of times this like cloudy boss role I guess because it's like your job is gatekeeping literally yeah. in some ways so that's like the cloudy part like everyone's trying to like be your bestie to get into the mag or whatever yeah they're trying to like send you their mailers and email yeah. you their portfolios like oh, i'm trying to get in with this person and then um do you think you're an art director at your job at the real estate firm right now yeah because a lot of times my art director like you're making the calls i mean i work with like the two people i work with most one is her title is an art director but she does a lot different work than what I am used to from a typical art director because she manages like all the art for like listings and stuff um so she makes sure all the photos are photography imagery for practical purposes yeah Yeah. like design like a lot of like making sure the website looks good like a lot of like fine-tuning like you're kind of on your own for the drawings except for your actual boss who's almost like your client yeah I kind of just like send him things and Sometimes he has our direction. Sometimes he's like, good, fine. Post it to the Instagram. The whole, like, terms for art direction, like, the whole terms thing is just, like, a lot, I think. Yeah. There's, like, I don't know, like, global creative director, chief creative officer, art directors, creatives, uh, seniors, what a, like, they're... It's just, like, it's very weird, it's very formal, and, like... See, even my boss's title isn't creative director, but, like, to me, he's creative director. Yeah, and you're art director. Yeah. Yeah, I just think there's, like, a lot of, like, weird pomp and circumstance with art direction. That's, like, my hot take on it. It's a big title. Yeah, it's, like, about title, it's about, like power over people not saying that like art directors are inherently bad but i just think like that does introduce like kind of an interesting it introduces a power structure yeah yeah that like maybe you're only used to in terms of your teacher being your art director which some of them definitely act as yes yeah some of them are like this is how an art director is gonna treat you and then they're kind of jerks yeah i'm like i'm sure as fuck hope not (laughs) knock on wood i have not yet met an art director who was as harsh as some of my professors were yeah yeah i don't know do you ever call yourself an art director on anything no but the more i think about it the more like we do a lot of small acts of art direction every day. You know, you send, we send each other things, you know, you know, you're working in like a group with people, even if you're on your own project, like they look at it, you know, like you give each other feedback and you're having a discussion about it. Like you're art directing each other. I mean, you're not calling any shots and you're not telling them, you know, you're hired or you're fired, but you're guiding each other in your art which is ha- like it's what a lot of art direction is is to guide each other and to help you make the piece serve the goal when i was a literal intern at momofuku like a, a literal 
title graphic design intern like i realized i was doing art direction um i was tasked almost solely it was like me and the junior designer had to like art direct a mural in las vegas that's a big project i know i was like there's like obviously such a big problem with like structuring and how people are paid all that like this is all to say as like i guess i was like a 21 year old i picked the i like art directed a mural for like momofuku las vegas and like picked the illustrator yeah i never thought of it like that really before right this second yeah that's a whole other step in like art direction like being the one as an intern too to have (laughs) you pick pick the artist wait a second what (laughs) You sent them, like, a list of people, right? They were I like, sent what them are your a list. I did the dirty one. <laughs> yeah, they're like, find us people. We'll pick it then. It's like, whoa. It's totally a cloudy thing, art direction. But it's it's cool, and it's, like, a, a useful skill. And, you know, I'm afraid to say I've done art direction before, though, because of that. Yeah, but at the base of it, it's being able to talk about art. <laughs> yeah. And knowing what the project is and you know how it's like the final how it's gonna you know become the final thing but big part of it is being able to talk about the art critically yeah i think in a lot of things we've done we've like done art as you've said before like in small ways we've been art directors and yeah i don't know feel a little weird writing it as a skill like someone's gonna be like did you really art like did you it's like yeah because it's the title yeah but it's like whoa Behind that big title, we all do small acts of art direction every day. <laughs> Random acts of kindness, small acts yeah, of art small direction. Small acts of That's art good. direction every day. You art direct yourself. <laughs> we all do. I'm just going to ask all of a couple questions because illustration is like pretty different than graphic design in this regard, especially in terms of like traditional editorial. So, since you have more experience with that, let's let's talk, Olive. Let's do interview no. one, I guess. So, do you always need an art director? Uh, I think it depends on the project. Sometimes you don't... Like, if I'm working with a band, I have the band, I have maybe the manager, and, like, somebody from the label. And that's it. I mean, we're all kind of acting as art directors in a situation like that. It's like, we all have input to it. It's like the band has, you know, what they want. The label is like, oh, this is, you know, what we want. And I'm like, okay, this is what I can do. So that is like kind of a, at least in the ones that I have experienced, um, it varies because uh, you aren't necessarily working with, directly with somebody with the title of art director. I'm going to rapid fire you a little. Please. Okay. Okay, if you don't have, like, a formal art director, I guess you kind of answered this. Are you your own art director? Like, always? Or only sometimes? I I think you are, because you're always, like, you're talking to yourself in your head or out loud, (laughs) whichever you prefer, when you're making a piece. You're like, oh, this, that. Like, oh, this should go here, this should go that. Like, yeah, I think you're absolutely art directing your own work all the time. Remember when you sent me that drawing a couple weeks ago and I, you're like, oh, what do you think? And I'm like, very cool. Maybe change the lightest line color to be like to have more white in it versus being an RGB red. Am I your art director? Yes, 
I think, because you're <laughs> helping me with it. We're both art directing it. I'm like, okay, this is what I got. This is what I want to go with. And you're like, okay, maybe try this instead. See where that goes. Because you're, you're directing it. <laughs> so is art direction just like another word for critique that, yeah, is art direction just another word for critique? I think so. Yeah, because I think like the term of like director is so big, but in the end, it's like, what are you doing? You're helping the art go in a direction. You're literally yeah. like pushing it down the road, like here and there. And every like thing that you think critically about your piece, every like piece of outside critique you get from it helps it, it directs it, it pushes it down that little road. So aside from the big, the big title of director, the word directing is, it's so broad. It's just like the the liaison part, like that power structure kind of complicates everything maybe. Yes. Yeah. The liaison is different. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is a creative director, a global art director, a chief creative officer, could they all do the same job in your opinion? I feel like I've never worked with somebody with the title global or like etc creative officer but like are they in essence doing very similar jobs I think it seems so I think so <laughs> yeah like I feel like they all do similar things just on different scales in your opinion does an art director need to be an artist by trade do they need like or could they just be art minded slash have good taste like, what if it's just a random person who knows nothing about art, but just, like, picks stuff that looks nice? They have good taste. I mean, if they have good taste, and that's one thing. I think a lot of time, like, it, ha- it definitely helps to have, like, a fellow artist or, like, a creative-minded person because they, like, will have, like, a vision. Like, a lot of times with bands, like, they're not, you know, necessarily illustrators or animators, but they have, like, a creative vision, you know? They have, like, a story in mind or something, um... You know, somebody with, like, for an example of somebody with good taste, like, my grandma was not a creative person, but she liked um, art history, and she she had good taste. She got an offered jobs at Pier 1 because she would make her table arrangements in the store before she bought everything to bring it home. Um, but it's like, yeah, I feel like if the person, like, it all depends on the person, but if they have good taste... Um, if they have, like, a sense of color and, like, design and composition, then, like, yeah. But I feel like, I don't know, often that, like, goes hand-in-hand with being creative or a creative-adjacent career or, like, you know, sensibilities, hobbies also, too. Not everything's about big J-O-B, as my mom calls it. Do you ever credit yourself as an art director? Uh, I say directed in music videos. I directed it. Uh, I haven't. I don't think I've directly credited myself as an art director. All right, and final thing. I just want to repeat something you said one time. <laughs> when well, when we were talking about this for the first time and talking about what we should do for the episode, you said something that I thought kind of encapsulated everything we're talking about about how like art direction is just critique and like it. It's kind of like a silly title. You said, everyone's a critic. And I was like, that's so true. Everyone's a critic. <laughs> everyone's a critic. For better or for worse. Yeah. You are. Everybody's an art director. Everybody's a critic. Thank you, Olive, for those enlightening answers. For more about art direction with someone who 
is like a real deal. <laughs> Legally an art director. <laughs> not that we're not real deal, as we've just discovered, but um, someone who is legally in his job title is an art director we're gonna talk to Vinnie newberg so we'll see you on the other side part two the interview with Vinnie newberg Vinnie Newberg is an illustrator, art director, news designer, and musician. He graduated from RISD's illustration department in 2013. Since 2015, he's been the illustrations editor at Narratively.com. Select clients include The New York Times, The New Yorker, NBC News, Medium, Google, MIT Technology Review, Vice, Adweek, Spin, The Huffington Post, and Tumblr. I do love being, like, not at a company because I don't really have to, um like use zoom like i just call people yeah yeah i don't know sometimes they make me but yeah well (laughs) um, (laughs) welcome Vinny. it's so nice to get to talk to you thanks for having me yeah um so this episode i think i mentioned is called what is an art director anyways because everyone knows like what an art director is maybe but it's also kind of like a weird nebulous thing Mm. i think that's definitely right (laughs) All right, so I'll let all of, um, yeah. lead off with the first question. I'm going to mute myself now. All right, so without further ado, um, so what is an art director anyways? Um, you can just like, you know, in your own words, like what it means to be an art director. Yeah, okay, well, I think it's a good question to start with because I don't think an art director is one thing necessarily. Like when, when we talk about what that job is and from the point of view of a freelance illustrator, I think we sort of have a pretty limited um, window into what they do. And from, from that point of view, an art director is someone who commissions illustrations or photography for publication. And they represent the publication in that arrangement. So they're giving you feedback, they're telling you what they need and they're like, in the best case scenario, like your, your guide <laughs> or something like that. But um, a lot of the times art directors are also designers or like content managers in other ways. And um, yeah, it doesn't always involve illustration or working with freelancers. But I also see like <laughs> a lot of people end up calling themselves art director like even even people like on LinkedIn or something that, that I don't necessarily know and I always wonder like what does that mean to be an, well, if you're an art director at an ad firm like what does that mean I don't know and I think I'm, I'm rambling now but we have a pretty limited view I think of what an art director is as illustrators and um, that's like a I don't know. That's an interesting thing about your question, I think. Yeah, it's weird. I also, yeah. like, after working with a couple of ad firms, I'm like, I, I don't understand, like, what, um, like, there are some weird hierarchies. I, I think <laughs> in the, like, part A, we talk a lot about, yeah. like, weird clout and hierarchy. Um, titles, yeah. And titles, yeah. And yeah, how, yeah. 
it feels like a lot of them aren't even like a lot of them do the same thing like i don't know it seems really fake at, at some point like obviously there needs to be like some like direction done of art but like beyond that it kind of seems in my view at least working with the places i have that people like it's just arbitrary the different title and level yeah i don't know i think a, a big thing is like just well, if we could talk about specifically how we interact with art directors, it's like someone who knows about illustration, like knows how to communicate visual ideas and like can be that bridge between like the content of their company and an artist. Um, I think that's really important and that I feel like I've interacted with people who like at different times, it's clear like, oh, maybe you don't have a good sense of like what illustration can do or should do and like um i don't know how i got here but <laughs> uh i think just having a knowledge of like who is making work and like that sort of thing is a big asset to a company like a rolodex <laughs> Yeah, I think we were talking in like our, our portion of this, like too. I have, um, I work for like a real estate agency right now and I'm a designer and my coworker is an art director. And like, just to see like the things that she does on the daily, like she's absolutely like also a designer and like a content manager. And she kind of just like is in charge of like putting all the foot photography and like all the listings together and like the videos and like making sure everything like, um, looks like consistent and it's definitely like a lot different of a like art director like job that I'm like used to in the freelance world yeah and it's a it's like a funny catch-all in that way I think yeah I have kind of a weird question for you please um which it, it, it kind of refers more to the hierarchy part of what we were speaking about um you ever feel like you get used for clout um in being someone that like does wield a lot of power at like some influential like magazines or publications how do you mean how, do, how would i be used yeah good good question not to uh, I, not no, that i think i know what you're saying but I, uh, yeah i yeah. will clarify uh, <laughs> i guess i'm thinking of it more through like a music world lens like hmm. for example like i used to book for Pratt Radio which was like the like least cloudy thing ever and like really like the the dumbest thing ever um and people would still like I would be talking to someone and I would just get the sense that they were like trying to get on Pratt Radio which is like a very silly and like easy thing to do but like trying to use like their friendship with me or mm -hmm. like their relationship with me to do that um so that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I started art directing as a pretty young person. <laughs> and it's been interesting to see, like, it does make you somebody that people want to meet or, like, get in touch with. And you do have something to offer people. Um, I don't know. That doesn't make me feel used. I would say, but like I, I, 
this relationship is interesting where like I started it narratively and um, where I'm the illustrations editor in 2015, I think. And like, yeah, I get sent postcards and emails and like, that's really nice, I think. And maybe like, I, sometimes I get emails from people who like, I think are too established to work for us or, or like wouldn't accept our budget or something, you know? So I think um, that's another funny aspect, like what just being called art director or like being thanked for hiring someone in, on Instagram, like immediately gives you, gives the impression that, oh wow, like this person might have power or this person might have something for me, but like that could be very vague or opaque to an outsider. <laughs> Definitely. All of you want to yeah. ask the million dollar question since Vinny mentioned the M word. Oh yes, the mailers. So especially like in art school, mailers, everybody loved to talk about sending mailers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, like, what do you think of them? Uh, yeah. They seem to be pretty popular. I have opinions about it. Um, and definitely when I was in art school, there was a lot of like, I think, uh, I, I've been out of school long enough now that my memories are untrustworthy, but um, I remember that being a point of focus and like in, in different classes we had to like design business cards or, or mailers and stuff. Um, I sent them out for a while, a couple of years maybe. Um, and I receive them once in a while now. And I'm of the opinion that they're not necessary. <laughs> I think for my part, like email is just easier in every way. And like, it's much easier to save someone's work if it's sent to me by email. It's much easier to pull it up. I don't have to like look too hard to find it. And it's, it's definitely nice to receive things. I'm like, that can be a really cool way to find people's work. I, I can remember different teachers or art directors being like, if you want to be noticed, like send something really special, send like a calendar or like something they can use or like a notebook or something like this. Um, and I think that's all just like a little ridiculous because it just gets so expensive like even postage alone for buying a hundred postcards, it's not cheap. And like your rate of success is going to be pretty low, but if you can afford it, I think it's cool and fun. <laughs> I remember when I was doing it, I was like handwriting all these postcards. Some of them like got sent back because the addresses were wrong. And like, you never know, like, who's receiving it or who's looking at it. So for me, it never felt worth it. I know there are some art directors who still like swear by that or like take it more seriously maybe or. Um, Interesting um, to hear about, like, I always think about that, especially like the cost too, like it's very cost prohibitive, especially like being told that as an art student, it's like, okay, where am yeah. I supposed to get this money to send out a hundred postcards, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think it also like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, perpetuates this like imbalance of power that like 
it's your responsibility to like impress these guardians, these like <laughs> otherworldly beings and like do something special and impressive and cool. And it's like, well, I don't know. Like, no, here's my email. It was my work. Like if you want to hire me. Yeah. That's good. And obviously it's a very real feeling when you're fresh out of school, there's like a desperation that you, you want to stand out and you want to be plucked out of uh, the unknown. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a good point that like it perpetuates like the gatekeepiness of the, the industry, like putting up this paywall and like having to like make yourself stand out to art directors. Yeah. And putting them on a pedestal too. Yeah. Like they're just artists a lot of the time too. I think that's like, yeah, they're all just people. I think that's easy to forget. Yeah. Oh, they, they want you to forget that sometimes. Yeah. I think some people I really... I think a few of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of people Old are just guard. nice and like shy or whatever. And like, it's a weird like version of celebrity or something. Yeah. Like okay. you guys were talking about the AI party, like some nerdy art director is not going to respond. It's not that they're mean or something. If like people are constantly walking up to them and like, you don't know what to say and they don't know what to say. Um, nerdy maybe isn't a kind word in that instance, but like, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic. <laughs> um, not that there aren't people that like enjoy it too much or abuse their power or whatever, like that certainly exists. But um, I think if we can treat them like people, that's probably a good thing. For sure. I think also Absolutely. coming at it as the outsider, like the new, like I think you always come at things with like maybe a chip on your shoulder. Um, totally. which, yeah. But um, I think there is like, there does have to be a recognition of like a power dynamic. Like I think to honestly to say like, it's like pretty tough to be like, yeah, like you're just a person when like for like a long time you've been um, told to uphold certain people to like, or like certain people are pillars of the community and you are like nothing. Yeah. And that's like maybe more of a, um, a problem with like the, the ways in which like, art school perpetuates these things but um i don't know i think there is like very much a power dynamic especially like there are definitely gendered power dynamics and racial oh, yeah. so i think that's important to recognize as well no question about any of that like yeah. I totally um wouldn't dispute any of that but i think we do i don't want to like harp on this i guess but yeah i think when you just see names and stuff and you see people like just as invisible gatekeepers, it is like hard then to interact with them in a human way. Um, and like having been on that side too, like I, I know what that feels like and uh, it's not fun, but yeah, I think like it, it would be good for everyone if we could just like relax and like meet each other at our own own level a little bit like this um i think there's like an angst in being like a new um creative like there's there's definitely like a chip on your shoulder i think 
where at least I was like everyone like knows each other like no one knows me it's easy to feel isolated and I was even lucky enough to go to like like I'm from New York I went to school in New York like I've I've never not lived in New York my whole life and I went to art school like with a lot of professors in the industry like people that work in the industry but it's still I think so isolating it totally is and like then there's also this aspect that we like by necessity work on this stuff alone most of the time and I there's this sense there's this like heightened sense of competition I think especially when you're first graduating and you're like I mean, Instagram doesn't help this either. Like, we're always, like, in competition with each other and we're, like, fighting for these few jobs. And it's crazy. Like, I don't know who, who can, like, how many people can actually make a living on editorial illustration? I don't, I don't know. I, I certainly wasn't able to. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's actually a good segue. And this can be off the record if you want, and we can just, like, cut into your actual response. But when we were talking to Alex... Um, she, the reason you came up was about, um, she was like, oh yeah, I was working at like, uh, time out as a deputy, deputy art director. And my colleague was like, oh, like, let's use this person. It was you disclaimer. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And she's like, wow. It didn't I, happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. Oh, no. Well, really? well sorry. Finish your story. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, but he was like, oh, let's like let's use like this person. She's like, wow, I, this work is great. I don't like, I've never heard of this. How do you know them? And the person was like, oh, this is like my dog walker. Um, oh yeah. Okay. So. Well, they never reached out to me, I think. Oh, but that, it's I th- true. I, I, <laughs> I walked their dog for a while. So wait, do you want, do you want to turn this into a real question? We could. <laughs> well, okay. The real question is it, the connection was like, it's kind of tough to be an editorial illustrator or just to monetary wise to be like, I am only a, an editorial illustrator. Um, so it, I was kind of just going to go into like, how did you get into like art direction? Like what, how does that like fit in? Yeah. It's, it's totally tough. And especially when you're starting out because you're kind of just like clawing at whatever you can get. And like a lot of times those jobs don't, very much and even if it, even when you are experienced like they don't really pay that much but I got started in art direction um, at this at this company narratively which does many things but in the way that I interact with them mostly it's through this uh, narratively.com which publishes nonfiction writing and um, uses a lot of illustration and when I was a recent graduate, they were, I think it was like the first editorial assignment I did was for them. And I learned about it through Tumblr, a, a bunch of cool artists that I was following, a lot of like comics artists and, and um, just people on my radar had done work for them. So I reached out did, and that was like my first job. It was for very little money, but it was like so exciting. <laughs> the person commissioning illustrations at that time was a woman named um, Melissa Mendez, who was a comics artist. So I think she was able to pull out, like, pull out these cool comics people that maybe aren't like so 
frequently in, in editorial. So I worked with them for like a year, over the course of a year doing the occasional freelance um, illustration. And after a while, I noticed that Melissa was no longer the person sending me assignments. So I sent an email to the editor being like, hey, like, I think Melissa left. Like, are you guys looking for another art director? Because I think I could do, I think I could do that. Uh, and I would like to do it. And he was like, yeah, cool. It was, it's been like a steady part-time job that I do remotely since 2015. And it's kind of a weird story. I think, but there wasn't a lot of money involved. So it's pretty interesting how like, it was nice to have a side gig. And obviously like we were talking about before, it sort of made me, it like gave me something to talk about or like made <laughs> the, the cloud thing that you're talking about. Like it doesn't always feel like cloud, but you know, being someone that hires people like gives you power. And I think that has been really helpful in my, in my career. Yeah, I, I feel like similarly in my experience, um, I like interned for Babies All Right when I was mm -hmm. in college. And then like that just naturally became like me doing kind of not now, but um, I do like regular work for them for like not like a ton of money, but it's, it's pretty regular and it's like a nice little part time thing. And that's and it came from someone like Facebook messaging me asking if they could book someone they were managing on Pratt Radio and then being like, wait, like I saw you draw like. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. That's really nice. Yeah, it was cool. It was so easy. Um, but I guess maybe like the lesson there, if we're like looking for a lesson is to kind of be open and just, yeah, have your eyes and ears open because you never know like where stuff's going to come from. Like, you yeah. You were just able to, you were just like, oh, this person's not here. Like, idea. <laughs> like, yeah. what if it was me? <laughs> I, I also, like, in school, I really liked talking about critique, like, in critique and stuff. And I had a couple teachers say, like, oh, I think, like, you would be good at art directing. Which I didn't, like, fully understand at, at the time, maybe. Um, and I had done an internship in college at the New Yorker and I got to um, observe Jordan Nolan, who was the art director there at the time and, and Chris Curry and Nick Vokey. Um, and that like, I don't think I totally knew what art direction was until then, like that was really illuminating and made me feel like by the time I graduated, like. I think I can do this in the, or like I know all these people that make work and um, I have something to offer. And maybe that sounds like overconfident or something, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess that leads us to our last question. Now that we have like nine minutes left on this one Zoom call. <laughs> What's your like personal process when you're like giving feedback? Um, like, what do you look at in a piece? Like, how do you mm. give that feedback? Um, in general, 
I would like to give as little feedback as I can. I think that's sort of where I try to start. And if I can give no feedback, that's like a success. <laughs> um, but there's a bunch of considerations. Like narratively, it's kind of an interesting publication and it differs from a lot of editorial stuff you see like in the New York Times or something newsier in that I don't end up using a lot of highly conceptual stuff. It's more about storytelling or depicting a character or like an emotional part of a, a story. I feel like that's, that's kind of unusual. So, or like maybe it's something you don't get to do all the time. If your prompt is more like the economy is bad. <laughs> so a lot of the time my concerns are like, is this representative? of the story or like is is this a good moment to like look at to represent a 2000 word story or is this accurate is this clear is it i don't know it's it's mostly like boring stuff like that i think but then like that leads to naturally visual problems like a, a simple thing a lot of the time is like, oh, like, let's just flip this from left to right because we want, it's like much easier to read that way and we get like a sense of time more clearly depicted or, you know, let's fo really focus in on the main character and like declutter things. But <clears throat> I think the process is different every time and it's different with every artist. Yeah. Part two. Um, all right, which is much more about like your art practice. Um, so I think I'm just gonna ask them from the list because I, th I think they're kind of good from the list. Um, it'll be less of a free flowing conversation if that's okay. <laughs> um, I just like to, you know, be clear with what I'm doing. Oh, Olive, we matched yeah. today, black and white. Okay, so do you think your art direction has helped like your role as an art director has helped you better art direct yourself in your illustration life. Does it slow you down? Are your, are these lives like separate for you? I think it probably has helped in ways that I don't always clock. Um, I think I'm often like finding I often find that it's really hard to edit myself and like there's something there's some like internal block where it's really easy to look at something by someone else and just be like oh this 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 like these are things I would change or like things I don't like or things that I love but like um I think disappointing in a disappointing way it doesn't always feel like work that way in my head and uh I can really like toil on a piece sometimes, I guess rarely, but you know, it, like something like an, um, an album cover or something that I'm making for myself, like really has no, no one else cares about it. No one else is like looking at it or like has thoughts about, you know, there's no one else involved. So like, it's really hard to make all the decisions about when it's successful or when it's, uh, Needs, needs to be improved but there are like 
more practical things that I think have really helped me just like appreciating deadlines and like timeliness and and communication I think above all is I don't know how, how much I fully appreciated it before I was like waiting for someone to just be like okay I understand like that's such an important email and, and I don't think I <laughs> uh, I knew that as much before and just like yeah I think not, not taking things so personally has definitely um, stemmed from being an art director sometimes like they need things they need your illustration to do something that that is maybe not um, in the best interest of like your art being what you want it to be. And uh, that's okay, I think, even if it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a practice outside art direction and a, pra a practice outside visual art um, completely with your music. Um, do you want to talk about like how those two like go together? And promote your new single? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started making music in college and it's just sort of been always something I've enjoyed doing on the side. I think it's not always clear to me how they intersect exactly, except it's like another form of expression. It's like another thing I'm passionate about. And I think, I think now like looking over everything, there is like, a continuity to maybe like my sense of humor or something that like carries through I hope but you know I think in a way they're really separate and certainly like trying to convince my Instagram followers that they should care about my music is very feels very fraught <laughs> um I think it can be hard to like make that feel like one thing a visual artist and, and a musical artist um, but yeah, I just put out a single that I wrote in, in, during the pandemic. It's called A Little Praise. <laughs> it's on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you stream. Don't worry, we, we put that in too. We were like, yeah, check out Heidi's music, same name as the website. Yeah. <laughs> Apple Music, any streaming service. I definitely, I just wanted to say, I definitely get it. Um, I also similarly in college started like making music and writing songs and it is definitely a part of my practice but and connected but like in ways I cannot fully I mean I guess I understand them but I can't like really verbalize them so I feel you yeah and it's weird it's so <laughs> weird I I like don't get it sometimes I used to think it was like me like I'm like pretty self-taught and I like I I did like uh band in high school marching band I just doxed myself but um <laughs> <laughs> I mean like I know a, a bit of music theory but like nothing I could really apply um so for me like even like drawing in a sketchbook sometimes is like a little <laughs> fraught with um yeah. like this is work um and then like writing a song where I have like no idea what I'm doing and I'm not trained and it it just like I always felt like it was a very like, this is a different part of my brain. This is, like, for different things. But I don't know. They, like, grow intertwined and, like, they grow and shrink. Yeah, I think that's totally right. Yeah. One one distinction I've been able to make in my own head is, like, a lot of the time my artwork isn't, like, doesn't feel overtly personal in 
a way. And with music, that like feels much more natural. And like it then does like provide me another avenue for like exploring my own thoughts that I don't feel comfortable doing in art or in drawing. And I just like music. I love the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, go Beatles. Yeah, definitely stream them. Beatles. <laughs> Check them out. Yeah. Give them a shot. Uh, do you think are those parts of a whole to of making up your whole artistic practice or does I mean I, I think the answer is yes but I, I I'd rather hear you say it than make the conclusion <laughs> <laughs> um I think they like exist separately but there's a weird like uh what would it be like in my digital version of myself like the, I think they do add up to a more complete picture which is weird <laughs> Yeah, it's nice to like make visual art for the music project and like have that feel like a bridge. Or like on rare occasions, I've like composed music that applies. One time I did a comics reading years ago and I wrote like a TV sitcom theme song for one of my strips and that felt like a really cool way to to bridge them. Ideally, I'd like to make something that is like actually more naturally combined have you have you seen the point you know that movie it's it's an out it was an album by harry nielsen and it was later like turned into an animated movie he, he narrated a story on the album and then it, like naturally became a narrated children's movie and it's so cool and like the music is just like part of the story so i'd like to do that <laughs> that rem- my brother is literally in the living room watching Craig of the Creek with- which is Jeff Rosenstock and different but like feels similar yeah, in yeah. terms of like maybe that's more about like writing practices but yeah similar it's cool a lot of those Cartoon Network shows are like musical yeah it is very I think, cool I think Julian Glander just did an episode yeah. for Summer Camp Island actually he like just <laughs> tweeted about that yesterday I need to watch that. Yeah, me too. You guys I, talk about Julian a lot. It's funny. Is he like... Um, did we? Yeah, well, oh, like, no. in the episodes I've heard. <laughs> uh, oh, you just like mentioned him in both episodes. Yeah, I don't... I feel he, he's... I mean, we've both met him like once. Like, we do not know this man. <laughs> so that's funny. You know, there's there's definitely like a... He's like a bit of an illustration celeb, especially... He is. He's such a star. Yeah. Especially among... like yeah i feel like he's a little aspirational for both of us yeah i it just like i feel like he's in like a aspirational for his attitude of like I- i'm just gonna do it like yeah 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 greg once said uh greg kletzel was one time said to both of us i think he said like be undeniable and i'm like that dude is undeniable like that that is cool like that is, is he the attitude. one of your teachers Greg. yes yes oh, cool. teacher to friend pipeline Nice. Which I feel like lucky enough to have breached. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, my last big question, like, what's your schedule like every week? You have like a, you're, you're like a freelancer, which can be like weird timing wise sometimes. I, I know myself and you have like your part time. So like, what's like a normal week in the life like for, for you? I don't know if Alex told you, a couple of years ago, I started working for the New York Times as a news designer. 
so I do that like four days a week um, and it's a weird schedule the normal shift is like 2 to 9 p.m. so normally I'll wake up at 9 have some toast <laughs> and, um, like do whatever I can in the morning if it's like exercise or getting lunch with a friend or maybe I have to finish some work and then I'll work all day for the New York Times and at nine <laughs> is this what you wanted to hear <laughs> oh yeah big time. wait I just want to say that would be great I think well it's like mysterious I mean I I do my research we do our research mm -hmm. I'll all in there uh, we know you're with the times. Okay. When you emailed, you were like, oh, I don't have my, my schedule yet for next week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, what? Like, how, how does that work? Like, so, so yeah. I'm a casual employee, mm -hmm. which is like a technical term, which like just means I'm not a full-time employee, but. You're, you're an independent co contractor. Maybe. Uh, not really. You I, get a W-2? You get a. I get a W-2. W-2. Okay. Um. <laughs> But I don't have a fixed schedule, so every couple weeks, every week, they send out which days they want me to work. And there's like some wiggle room in there, but they, uh, I get my schedule like two or three weeks in advance. So when you emailed me, I wasn't sure that far in advance. Yeah, <laughs> sorry for being day. prepared. No, no. It. <laughs> it's it a curse. really well. Okay, good. But yeah, so what you're... Yeah, we would like to hear about your day hour by hour since cool, you cool. started with that. Yeah, you can't yeah. leave us hanging. Okay, thanks. So I log on at 2, and um, my job is laying out news pages of, of the print paper, um, which is an interesting job and, like, not something I think I would have expected to do when I started <laughs> uh, my career at the back end quotes but the first edition of the paper goes to the printer at eight and then the designers stay on for like an extra hour to tie up loose ends for the later editions and then I'll usually have dinner if I didn't have time to fit it in then I'll usually like usually I just like sit at my desk and draw and watch TV until I can no longer do it <laughs> or like work on a song or something if I can be quiet enough and I go to bed around two I love going to bed at two it's a, but I also hate it good. yeah but it also feels really bad it depends when you have to wake up like I'm it's fortunate true. I don't have to be up early that's true I have been keeping like the best schedule of my like, I'm definitely going to cut this out. This, no one needs to hear this. <laughs> People want to hear this. This is like the... This is the meat. The damn red meat for the base. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Now I go to bed at midnight. It's insane. I've never done that in my life. Even as a kid, I was going to bed at like crazy hours. Um, it's meat. nice. The morning is actually like an incredible place. It is. I'm so often, uh, I miss it. Yeah, I feel... And I never liked doing it when I had to but now that I like am freelance and like don't generally have time sensitive work or like time specific like I take Fridays off now it's cool wow. yeah it's I think we should all do that 
So wait, you guys are two years out of school? Are we? Yeah. Yeah. It's my, we my BFA. <laughs> and I have my BFA hanging up in my bathroom. Yeah, that's my mom got it for. Me. I was like, oh. <laughs> so what are you guys do? Mind. What are you guys doing two years out? Yeah. Oh, we could do our day to day. You oh, want to yeah. do? It? Yeah, we'll just <laughs> like to know like what you guys are up to in life. All right, all of you. Go well, for my day to day. I mean, I'm working full time for a real estate agency now, so my schedule is a lot more like on track now than it was like over the past like two years but i wake up at like 7 30 or 8 i like eat breakfast i come in this room right next to my bedroom and i work and usually my roommate comes in at around 10 or 11 when she's ready and she's like okay i'm leaving i'm like okay i'm gonna be here for the next seven hours um, a lot of the times I get like very tired of like drawing a lot of these like architectural things. So I'm like, I just do like 3D stuff when I'm done with the day. Like I do a lot of needle felting. Um, so really it depends on the day, the week, the month that I like what I am feeling for my personal work. Okay. I, I kind of have a weird, so right after school, I, you know, I like interned at school for studios and then actually through Alex, um, I started working at Momofuku as a design intern. And then like immediately after I kind of 180'd from like luxury food and became a sign painter in East New York with a bunch of guys and did that for like about a year. And then was um, faced with like, it got to a point in which the work environment was bad. Um, mm. Basically in February, 2020, I became um, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a freelancer. This is going to be great. And then like a month later, um, everything happened. So like work has been kind of sparse. Unemployment has been cool. It's been okay. Um, and then like now stuff, like in the past few months, like I had like kind of consistent work, but it, like it'd be like hundred dollar jobs for like a friend, yeah, 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 yeah. like Albemarle. Yeah. Um, but then like a couple times I, like would work with like Wyden Kennedy or like other studios on like as a a day rate like person um and that's a designer or yeah yeah I definitely veer like more design in my professional life um it's I don't know it's been a rough one the pandemic didn't help and yeah now I'm um graphic design freelancing sometimes I bought I like did something crazy and bought a chain stitch machine which was insane and learning it now is that for like making socks? No, it's it's like um, <laughs> you know like uh like the ears at Disneyland how they wrote your name. Oh yeah 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 like and, a Tuesday Bassin kind of thing. Yes, exactly. Cool. Yeah. So that's, oh, that's so fun. That's the that's the full picture. Thanks. And then, what do you guys w- want to be? Um, I would like to be just doing freelance full time because before I worked this job, I was I like right after graduating, I was an art teacher in Westchester, which was a whole other nightmare commuting. I'm I'm um, from Westchester. (gasps) See, I didn't know much about Westchester. I worked in Larchmont at an art school up there and like commuted from like East Williamsburg every day, which was like a nightmare and then freelanced. I had gotten like a music video project like in July right after graduating and that was like amazing like that is like absolutely what I want to do and I still do music videos um, even working for this place but it's like especially with the music industry the past year has just not been consistent I've had like one or two projects 
Um, and so you, animation is mostly your bag? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to do like more animation, music videos, um, still love to do illustration. I have a bunch of comic ideas that I haven't mm. gotten around to, but yeah, ideally I'd be freelancing full time. Cool. Yeah, me? I I like <laughs> well I it's like I I'm a little nervous to go back to like a job after like what happened and then like immediately after I started working in another mm. sign painting place part time while I looked for work and that was also horrible and I'm not looking to be a sign painter anymore but I I just like Jeez, is that a sign painting thing yeah they're they're or that's maybe just yeah like, it is it is <laughs> I promise it's <laughs> fucking horrible not or your for, chops. What's up? How are your chops now? My your paint your painting chops. Oh, There's, I'm okay. You know She's I'm, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like She's very good. Are chops like tea? <laughs> like, yeah, your chops. No, chops is like your skills. Yeah, yeah. I just I had a moment. Because <laughs> um, I feel like oh, I was thinking chomps. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I'm like a pretty good. I'm an okay painter. Um, I it. Yeah, there's like a lot of, I had to deal with like a lot of um, self-doubt coming out of that job. It's like a, it's, there's no women in sign painting. Um, and there's definitely no 23-year-old women. Yeah. Um, so that was like, just like a, a nightmare. Yeah, um, Like the way I was treated. Yeah. It, and then I was like, it's, it wasn't fine. Um, but Maybe then there's I, a niche there to fill. Yeah, I it's like not I think it's I think I will do it if anyone ever asked me to do it like I can do it but it's like a it's a lot of competition it's a lot of like like if you think like the the design world is clicky like those sign painters are so like mean and weird I don't know it was just like I'm still like dealing with it today but I feel like I learned some good stuff mm -hmm. uh but yeah, long story short, I'm a little, like, hesitant to take the wrong job on. Um, so I'm, like, but I also really like, like, organizing stuff and, like, booking. Like, I have always booked shows or, like, done things like this or, I don't know. Like, doing stuff like that seems to be, like, part of me as well. So I think one day I would like to just have my own studio practice, but I am not sure when or how. Mm. So... I don't know. I'm just cool with doing whatever until then. And if that means like freelancing and chain stitching, like, I think that's fine. I'm learning to be chill for the cool. first time in my life. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks for asking. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to hear. Yeah. We're, we're kind of weird. We're not, <laughs> no. like, yeah. not like your other illustrator no. design. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. But really it's like, I don't know. Did you get a sense in school that like being an editorial illustrator was a viable job? Was that was that communicated to you? I will just say full disclosure. I went to school for graphic design. Oh yeah. <laughs> All this the the like TM the, illustrator in the illustration department. That was like the only job that they really like endorsed. Like they were like you can be an ed editorial illustrator or you could do children's books. Like they did not yeah. like they did Wasn't that the elective options? Yeah, they did a <laughs> job like, of like showing you 
just how many like different types of things that you could do in the art world like for like especially for a like commercial art program like it was like you will be an editorial illustrator or you will be failed um which was like very scary to hear as like a 19 year old it's like oh my god (laughs) so it's like we're all competing for the same jobs but getting also it's so off base (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's like getting out like i haven't done any editorial work but i've done like a lot of freelance illustration stuff that's not that so like clearly that's like a lie yeah and somehow i've done editorial like i don't know it's just yeah and you're like it's weird yeah weird and we also just had a lot of old professors that yeah that was their job. They did editorial because they're like middle-aged people, and they it were all working. Like you have young, yeah. Like you got your John Hans and Alex Citrin, yeah. And Greg yeah. It was a mix. Um, yeah. They had some like old heads, like uh, what, like Rudy Gutierrez. Yeah, or, um, he was really good about being like, "Don't worry about the job." So he was like, he was a different one. He was yeah. like just make your work and like the work will find you they were also like really in the midst of we caught the tail end of like the old curriculum old guard um they've since completely restructured everything and but now it's just like it's about visual communication the whole major they actually had like a a degree track that was we talked about this a little in like the section it was advertising slash art direction it was like Mm. it was just so illogical because it wasn't like art yeah it was very weird um but yeah we kind of caught the tail end of something when i was in school i feel like nope there was one teacher really that taught editorial classes and um mostly people were more interested in like working in animation pre-production stuff or in, in video games and maybe like some children's book people but it feels like now like there are younger classes that this is there's not true for but in my class like i was one of very very few people that even attempted to do oh, yeah, they... i feel like my my version of cartooning was not something we were shown at all in school mm-hmm. or like encouraged to do it wasn't until like going to cab really that it was like oh man there's so much yeah there were a few older kids too that did cool stuff but so limited the scope of an illustration department yeah i did have one great class though it was called new media with this professor i will name drop her kelly donato was like a very very like amazing class like i took her for my senior projects like became like buds with her and the class was just about like different types of illustration like every project was different she had us doing design video like and incorporating like all different parts of our practice into the projects which i thought was fantastic because it was a class that showed you there's more to illustration than just children's books and editorial Mm. that's so short-sighted to be like there's only editorial and children i remember being like it's like this isn't even true yeah (laughs) yeah well let's just be based on like so there's whatever there are like statistics that they keep because i've heard there's a school in florida called ringling yeah now also we're like, less than a minute i just want to give yeah. you guys a heads up oh, cool. we're gonna get caught up do you guys want to go into another oh Did we- i just want to say i just wanted to say thank you before oh, okay. <laughs> thank you. like it, it's been great yeah thank you guys totally yeah. fun. 
You can find Vinny's work at vinnieneuberg.com, V-I-N-N-I-E-N-E-U-B-E-R-G.com, and at V-I-N-N-I-E-N-E-U, Vinny New, on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find his music under his full name, Vinny Newberg, spelled like his website, on Spotify and other streaming platforms. Cold Email is a very professional podcast about being early career creatives and all the trials, tribulations, and good times that come with it. Recorded, written, and performed by Basha Kurlander and Olive Lagaze. Edited by Basha Kurlander. Follow us on Instagram at Cold Period Email and check out our website, cold-email.tumble.com. Email us at coldemail1000 at gmail.com with any questions you want us to answer on the show, suggestions for future themes, or to inquire about guests starring in an episode. Music by Basha Kurlander aka Marbley. As always, thanks for listening. The, the chat is usually like, do you want to take this next question? We're not like, yeah, just to be clear. Um, <laughs> and that was exactly what she asked. Like, yeah, awesome. like, are you taking this question? In all caps. I was like, oh, where are God. you? Um, all right. So the, the curtain has been oh, lifted. Which one is it? All right. Ready? Okay. I'm talking now. Okay. Vinnie Newberg is in. So sorry. It's okay. Vinnie Newberg. Oh, no. Vinny Newberg is an illustrator and art director slash illustrator. Oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my god, what is this? Since 2015, he has been the. Oh my god. <laughs> that was scary. Oh my god, finally. I finally got one. Okay, cool.